What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Keeping Stock Sneaker Podcast. I'm your host, Julian Gray. In this week's episode, we have a little bit of a face-off, a discussion that I took down to sneakers that normally appears on social media, especially during the last dance. I thought this was a fun way to compare two athletes who are always in very similar conversations, and that's the Air Jordan sneaker line versus the LeBron sneaker line. I only went 1 through 12 because I think those are the most popular for both of their lines and where things are slightly similar because Jordan played in 80s, 90s, LeBron early 2000s, 2010, 2020, and technology has shifted a ton in terms of performance basketball shoes. With all that being said, let's hop right into it. In this face-off, we'll be taking Air Jordan 1 through 12 head-to-head with LeBron 1 through 12, matching each signature model step for step. So we'll have Air Jordan 1 versus LeBron 1, etc. And yes, I could have done a bracket another way and done specific colorways, ranked them, and had different matchups, but I think this is the most fair comparison when going head-to-head in the sneaker competition. So obviously up first, we have the Air Jordan 1 versus the LeBron 1. Some notable colorways for the Air Jordan 1 are the Chicago, the black and red or band or bread. For the LeBron 1, you have the first game, the wheat, you know, the St. Vincent, St. Mary's. And these came out 18 years apart. So quite a bit has changed in terms of how sneakers are produced. But materials are mainly the same. You know, you have a leather upper, rubber midsole. You know, LeBron has some Zoom Air, newer technology. But to me, head-to-head matchup in terms of wearability on and off the court has to go to the Air Jordan 1. I'm sure you agreed with that. The Air Jordan 1 is the foundational basketball sneaker. Nothing in my mind can beat the legacy of the Air Jordan 1. It's ease of wearing on and off the court the history, how it's transcended basketball to the cultural or young cultural society and trends, global culture, and is the foundation for where Nike is today. Because if this had flopped, Nike probably wouldn't have LeBron James or be as big as they are today. So I'll give that to the Air Jordan 1. And fun fact, since the last dance and original Jordan colorways have skyrocketed, the original Air Jordan 1, or a original Air Jordan 1 from 1985 in the Chicago or home colorway, is currently hitting auction prices for over $240,000. An insane amount of money, but a piece of sneaker history, basketball history, sports history. So you can see the significance of the Air Jordan 1, and that's why it's going to win that matchup. So we have it now, 1-0 Jordan over LeBron. Matchup 2, the Air Jordan 2 coming out in 1986 versus the LeBron 2 coming out in 2004. Notable colorways of the LeBron 2, the Chamber of Fear, which is a phenomenal ad campaign. Nike's always crushed their ads and I wish they would still pump out the types of ads and creativity that they did in the 80s, 90s, 2000s. But the trend towards social media, 
shorter attention spans, we haven't seen as much creativity coming out like the Chamber of Fear series. And then you also have the St. Vincent St. Mary's, LeBron too. And for Jordan too, I mean, there's the traditional colorways, but recently it's never really seen the success in the public eye. It's most notably known for the Dornbecker twos, the money on them, black and green, the Just Dawn collaborations, and a few others. It may be one of the more disliked Jordans in that 1 through 12 lineup. It just never really seen the day of light. It's kind of limited to the color blocking and what can be done with it. Kind of boxes in what has been available in a variety of colorways that we've seen for other sneakers. And to me, in this matchup, the LeBron 2 wins over the Air Jordan 2. And maybe that's just because in my time, I've never seen any you know, great general release Jordan 2 colorways. I've only seen collabs or things that are highly sought after and hard to get, and they don't bring out the two very often. It doesn't look great, and a low kind of looks like a bowling shoe. Not to say the LeBron 2 is a beautiful shoe, but to me it seems a little bit easier to pick in this situation from my personal perspective. So at this point, we have Jordan 1, LeBron 1, tied up through two shoes. And in your mind, you may be scoring this differently, or you may already have your score. You may have it 12-0 Jordan or 12-0 LeBron. This is my personal list. And the Air Jordan 3, much to your opinion as well as I assume, I don't even have to debate, beat the LeBron 3. The Air Jordan 3 is one of the top-rated Jordans of all time. In some cases, it's the Jordan 1, the Jordan 3, and another Jordan of your choosing in that top three. There's been a ton of colorways. We're seeing a ton now. Most notably to me is the black cement and the white cement. I think they need to re-release the white cement. It's been about seven years. I think the timing's right, especially with the last dance, to see it in the next year or two. Just an original, classic, clean colorway that works great for almost anyone's style. Almost anyone can pull off the Air Jordan 3. That came out in 1988, and in that season, Jordan was the MVP, he was the scoring champ, and that was just the beginning. LeBron 3 comes out in 2005, notable colorways, the Oiler, there's a navy colorway, recently re-released, did alright, hit discount, just one of those you could tell they took a leap for in terms of performance and look and aesthetic, it just was more of an on-court shoe very difficult to pull off off-court in some regards. And so you can see why the sleek and minimal Air Jordan 3 wins this matchup. Now we move on. The Air Jordan 4 versus the LeBron 4. And personally, this was a very tough decision. I really enjoy the LeBron 4. It's foam posit look, kind of futuristic at the time in 2006. We had the first iteration of the graffiti. You had the all-star game, the birthday. LeBron was rising and their marketing campaigns were killer. But once again, you look at the Air Jordan 4. It nailed it down to a T. On-court, off-court look. It works in many environments. I mean, another Jordan's back-to-back scoring titles in the Air Jordan 4. Countless moments we've seen. The black and red are bread, the white cement, and a plethora of colorways. Just a great design for color blocking and variations of the shoe. 
LeBron 4, another great shoe, maybe a little too futuristic for off-court, but in my opinion, a, a very sweet silhouette. And so, at this point, we have the Air Jordan 4 beating the LeBron 4, as you may have guessed. Tough decision for me. Jordan's now up 3-1 to one against LeBron. LeBron's been in this situation before. Does he come back? Does it get close? How does it go? The Air Jordan 5 versus the LeBron 5. Again, Jordan's run 3, 4, 5 is significantly strong. You know, the 5 is very different from how the 3 and the 4 looked. A little bit clunkier, high top, a little bulkier. But the colorways were just so smooth from the fire red we just saw re-release, the black metallic. You get some collaborations or limited packages like the Raging Bull. A fabulous shoe. Came out in 1990. Once again, another scoring title for Jordan. This is three scoring titles in a row. Versus LeBron 5. One of my least favorite LeBrons in this lineup. But it did come out with the first Dunkman colorway, which is a staple in the LeBron line that we've seen multiple times. It's... Also had the All-Star Game colorway, and to me, it was just strictly performance-related. They're really trying to find their groove with a LeBron line, what works, what doesn't work, what he likes, commonality of style. And this is kind of when the sneaker bubble is just beginning to build up. It's 2007, so LeBron 5 doesn't quite do it here. So we have the Air Jordan 5 over the LeBron 5, and that's 4-1 Jordan. And as you guessed, the Air Jordan 6 continuing to punish any sneaker lineup against Jordan brand. So, so far we've had the Air Jordan 3 win, the Air Jordan 4 win, the 5, and the Jordan 6 wins. Jordan 6 comes out in 1991. And this year he wins MVP, scoring champ, NBA championship, NBA finals MVP. Terrific season for Jordan. In 1991, the start of the first three-peat going against the LeBron 6, which I personally really enjoy the sneaker. It's a little bit more bulkier. I think it would have been a fair matchup with the Jordan 5. We got some great colorways like the Stewie. You got the Los Angeles or the City Pack, the MVP Witness, which in the LeBron 6, LeBron wins a scoring title as well. But the 6... I mean, you have the Carmine, Varsity Red, Infrared, the Maroon, a ton of colorways. And continuing to see popularity today just because of how well it translated off the court. I think the LeBron 6 can be pulled off off the court, just not as seamless as the Jordan 6. Through the first six shoes, we have Jordan up 5-1. to one. And this is where things get interesting. We move to the Jordan 7, which, again... Being the three-peat year, Jordan wins MVP scoring title, NBA championship, NBA finals MVP. Shoe comes out in 1992. Some of the notable colorways being the Olympic, the hair, the Bordeaux, against the LeBron 7, which you have the more than a game colorway. We have the most valuable puppets colorway. You've seen the retros come out this year, and they've sold pretty well. And in my opinion... I like the LeBron 7 more than the Jordan 7. And this isn't a common take, but to me, the LeBron 7 model, how it transformed LeBron's line 
in Nike basketball moving forward and the significance for Nike at the time trumps the Jordan 7 of 1992. That may be a hot take, but to me, the LeBron 7 over the Air Jordan 7 was a relatively easy decision for me. LeBron wins MVP that year, his first MVP, 2009, and starts kind of his reign of terror. And so now we have Jordan 5, LeBron 2. Up next, the Air Jordan 8. Jordan's the score wins a scoring title, wins an NBA championship, wins NBA Finals MVP to end the first three-peat. Jordan 8 most notably known for the playoff colorway, the aquas. We've seen chromes in the past. There's the Phoenix Suns and a good variety of colorways versus the LeBron 8, 2010, back-to-back MVPs, just like Jordan in 91 and 92. You have the DJ Clark Kent 112. You have the South Beach. The South Beach, in some opinions, is what lit the sneaker community on fire once again. It sent things to the stratosphere, and the sneaker bubble really hasn't dipped since 2010. I think here, LeBron 8s have been seen on court, off court, in a seamless transition in modern and timeless colorways. The Jordan 8, more so on court. You see it every now and again on feet, but doesn't seem to hit the same popularity as some of the other Jordan models. And personally, to me, is a bit more clunky. And in that case, the Jordan 8 of 1993 loses to the LeBron 8 of 2010. So now things are getting closer. Five, Jordan, three, LeBron. Next, the LeBron 9 versus the Jordan 9. And the Jordan 9, Jordan never played in, at least in an original colorway until they started retroing and he was with the Wizards. But here we have notable colors being the cool gray. You have the Motorboat Jones. You have the black and white. We saw the Kobe PE colorway come out recently versus LeBron 9 of 2011, which came out in the Big Bang, the Watch the Throne, Kentucky's, Cannons, etc. And they were really found their stride with the LeBron line. It's unfortunate the Jordan 9 was never truly played in by Jordan besides as a, a baseball cleat in some regards and never caught the steam or popularity that it could have been because I think the color blocking here could be fantastic and we've seen it like the Motorboat Jones or the Space Jam-ish colorway that came out. But again, I have the LeBron 9 over the Air Jordan 9. And this one was a little bit more clear cut to me. LeBron 9 ranking up there for me as well. And that brings it to 5 Jordan, 4 LeBron. A lot closer because after the first six shoes, it was 5-1 Jordan. Now we're at 5-4 Jordan up one. And here we are at the 10s. The Air Jordan 10 versus the LeBron 10. First colorways that came to mind for me for the Air Jordan 10 were the Chicago, the Seattle, Orlando, the kind of city pack that's re-released as of recently, LeBron 10, the Cork, the MVP, the Prisms, and much more. I love the 10 silhouette, but not as much as I love the LeBron 10. I think that really transformed LeBron's line. It was one of the higher points of sneakers. LeBron wins his first NBA Finals 
and finals MVP and regular season MVP. And it helped push the sneaker game in more ways than one. We, the what the colorway became huge to the public. We saw that go down throughout a variety of other basketball sneakers, the full length zoom, the performance jumps from Nike basketball at that time were tremendous. LeBron was pulling in a ton of revenue alongside Kobe Bryant. And the Jordan 10 by no doubt is a great shoe. It just didn't hit that for me. I think it's what Jordan's done with it from, you know, OVO collaborations to college PEs. It's done a great job. It just doesn't have that wow factor to me as the LeBron 10 does. And so now we're at 5-5 going into the, the home stretch, the final two. Is this what you guys had thought it would be? Did you think it would be more of a beatdown by Jordan? Did you think LeBron would have more? Or does this seem to line up with your expectations? As we go into the Air Jordan 11 versus the LeBron 11, and I'd be lying to say this was a difficult choice because instantly the Air Jordan 11 over the LeBron 11. Not saying LeBron 11's bad. I think it would win some other matchups prior to this, but the Jordan 11 is just iconic. Just like the Jordan 1 or the Jordan 3, you've never really heard someone say, that's a bad looking shoe. I mean, people wore it for weddings, formal events, the ad campaign, Space Jam, On Court, the patent leather did so much for performance basketball sneakers at the time and inspired a new generation of basketball players. Now, the significance of the Jordan 11 is only rivaled maybe by the Jordan 1 or the Jordan 3. Most notable colorways, the Concord, the black and red, Space Jam, and bring back the cool grays. That's the one I've been waiting for for a while. So instead of making these BS colorways that you know are going to do all right in the holidays, just bring back the cool grays. People will double, triple up on those over the 72 and 10s or the all red joints. The cool grays are, I think a lot of people forgot about the cool grays who are new to sneakers and how versatile that shoe is. LeBron 11, you know, we had the sweet colorway of the 2K14, the Gumbo League All-Star, the King's Pride, by no means a slouch in colorways, just you're not going to compete with the Jordan 11. And lastly, the Air Jordan 12. The Jordan 12, the flu games, the cherries, the playoffs, LeBron 12, the Black History Month, the Pagals. I think these were the toughest two to compare just because you look at 1996, Air Jordan 12 versus 2014, LeBron 12. The goal of those sneakers and technology is completely different. This is when the LeBron line turns into almost strictly an on-court shoe because of the materials, the science, the data collected to make the performance of the shoe for an animal like LeBron. In the same regards, if you look at 2014 signature Jordan models, it's in the same boat, right? The performance aspect, materials creation just doesn't lend to off-court as much. But to me, the Air Jordan 12, Jordan is MVP, scoring champ, finals MVP, finals champ. He's back, 1996. And here's another colorway. Bring back the cherries. One of my favorite hooping shoes, one of my first memories. 
I hope to see it come back soon. And there you have it. The final tally-up, Air Jordan, 7, LeBron, 5. Much closer than I anticipated, maybe closer than you anticipated, or might have been spot on. If any of these decisions triggered you, go ahead and let me know on social media. But it was really fun looking into these lines and the different accomplishments that occurred over that time. And was just surprised at how close this was, even though the goals, how basketball has changed so drastically, where some of the similarities lie. And if you want to hear my answer on who's better, Jordan, Kobe, LeBron, here it is. There's no answer. As you can tell from the sneakers to the game of basketball, things are wildly different. Especially in a team sport, I can't compare A, B, and C because there's so many different variables. How one's influenced another game, rules have changed, simply foreign influences change, money has changed, college has changed, basically everything has changed, right? And statistically, I could be like, okay, Jordan has won and done this more than LeBron, but then that's discounting Bill Russell, and that's how it's always going to be. I just really appreciate that we're living in a time to see a player of LeBron's statue and size play. I wish I would have been able to see prime Jordan play. I got to see him play against the 2003 Blazers, in which he think I think he had 21, so he still put some points on the board. Just wasn't prime Michael in 03 with the Wizards, a little odd. I mean, I saw prime Kobe, and I'm happy for that. I think that's where basketball fans need to transition. You can have your loyalties, but enjoy what you're seeing now because, as we've learned this year, that can be taken away much sooner than anyone anticipated. I hope you guys enjoyed this segment. Up next is some cool content, upcoming sneaker releases. If you're dipping out here, make sure to follow the show and leave a rating. And let's get into the next segment. Keeping Stock can be found on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Stitcher, and much more. Make sure to like us, favorite, or rate us on your favorite podcast platform, along with following Keeping Stock. That way you can be notified each and every Sunday when a new episode is uploaded and you're in touch for the newest content, potential giveaways, and interviews. So make sure to follow us on your favorite platform. Not much floating around for epic content that I've been through this week. I did get lucky enough to hop into Jason Maiden's Zoom meeting describing his background, his approach to getting to Jordan Brand, what he accomplished, learned, and leveraged from Jordan Brand, his time with Superhero Inc., and that's going on every Thursday for, I think, the next two weeks. So go ahead and follow Jason Maiden on Instagram. He was one of the first African-American designers for Jordan Brand. Tells an excellent story. You've seen his sneakers for sure, and it's great just to hear that insight and knowledge from someone with that experience. So now let's move into the upcoming sneaker releases. This is going to be May 18th through the 24th. So up and through Memorial Day weekend on the 18th through the 24th. The first big drop being the Air Jordan 4, which beat the LeBron 4 in the earlier episode. We get more of the original S colorways of the Jordan 1 shown in the Jordan 4. So you have the green metallic, purple metallic, red metallic, orange metallic. I think I'm going to sit back on this release just because it's a bit too much white for me. I like the hits of color on 
the lace holders and the tongue lining, but I think I'll save my $190 for another release. Uh, I think it's worth going after if you're a big fan of fours. Just for me, being in the Pacific Northwest, an all-white shoe can be difficult to wear majority of the year. Also on the 20th, we get the Nike Adapt Auto Max in infrared. It's great to see the technology scale, right? We're seeing more releases with the self-lacing technology. It's still coming at a heavy price point of $400. So as technology scales and it gets more accessible, that price will go down. And that's what I'm waiting for. It's a cool to have that piece of sneaker history because eventually this will be utilized in more ways than just for sneakers. But I'll skip that. On the 21st, we get some foam posits. We get a foam posit pro in the blue void, the navy blue upper, gum bottom, red swoosh, and the foam posit pro rugged orange, orange upper. You know, foams are hit or miss, and this are both a miss for me. However, I haven't seen you know, a kind of more neutral foams come out in a while. Maybe I haven't been paying attention. Uh, Rugged Orange is definitely very bright. If you've never seen a foam posit, some of those solid colors that are loud are very loud. Maybe that's your style, just not mine. The 21st, we see the Nike Dunk Low Brazil. Also, University of Oregon Ducks colorway. I may try for these. They are a little bit loud. There's a black and white colorway coming out later down the line that's more neutral in my style. But the Brazil colorway comes out on the 21st. And then we see the Ben & Jerry's Nike SB Dunk Low Chunky Dunks. And not a huge fan. Don't hate them. I'll probably just try on sneakers. And if I hit my size, great. If not, won't be too hurt. It's kind of a, a loud but fun shoe to the throne to the rotation. I'm going to try for them. The demand and hype seems to be growing. So it may be a difficult shoe to capture, but local skate shops may be getting them. People are worried about them being backdoored. It is what it is. Just put in a ticket. Don't get too invested. Try on sneakers. If you get them, great. If not, it's just a shoe. There's no need to to be mad at Nike or mad at a skate shop for one shoe for $100. Unless it's going to change your life, then you should work ways to get that shoe. And that's the upcoming releases. I hope you guys enjoyed today's sneaker matchups. If you enjoyed this series, go and let me know and I can try some other signature lines or just shoes in general to match up and we can kind of combat that down. Like I said earlier, if you do enjoy the Keeping Stock Sneaker Podcast, make sure to rate and follow this podcast on your favorite platform. Thanks for entering the giveaway. You can see the winner on my Twitter. With that being said, I appreciate your guys' support. And I'll catch you next week.